I really want to say this before I go on. I really want the Hurricane Nation, the U family, the University of Miami, everyone that's ever touched it, been a part of it, went to school here, is a fan, the community around the country. We got to bring this thing tight. Everybody. We got to bring it in tight and we got to bring it. Because when the U is on and the U brings it, there's nothing like it. And we got to get there. And it's going to take everybody. Is the U back? Well, Jimmy, if you ask Mario Cristobal, he says the U is back to work. Back to work after giving Texas A&M that work on the field. This is Miami Knights coming off a big victory. How are we doing? We've got some canes over here. We've got some canes over here. How many times, if I kept repeating that, how many times would you keep doing it? The rest of the episode. Um, Wow. Just an electric atmosphere. Purely electric. And even with, I will say, you know, I'll, I'll start off by saying the crowd was not as full as maybe I would personally have liked to like it to have been. I was expecting they, some more. Yes, but the Canes fans showed out. It was loud, loud, and we, we were causing false starts out there. So I don't need any more fans out there. They we we as the fans did our job in that game, and it was just. I mean, we haven't been in an atmosphere like that in in an important game like that against a ranked team since I would probably say what Notre Dame. Yeah, I, I yeah. think so. And and um, some of our former, they're now players, but were recruits at the Notre Dame game said that was the loudest they've heard that stadium since that night against Notre Dame, and that was a right. sold out crowd. This one, like you said. Lower bowl was completely full. Upper deck was sparse. But I think there was just a little... People didn't really... I think some, like... um, Oh, my gosh. I think I just had a stroke. Uh, people were buying up a lot of tickets uh, in the upper bowl, and I think they thought they could sell them for more. They didn't sell. Yeah, trying I mean, to they were going for, buck. like, a, over 100 bucks upper deck. Like Right. Um, yeah, there was actually, like, literally no one behind us. And where... What row are we? Like, 11 or 12? We're 343... Row 24. Yeah, section 343, row 24, seat 1 through 5. Come say hello. Every day for the rest of our lives. Yes. And And then our friend Kurt has seats 6 and 7. Got a good little crew up there. But even the A&M stands weren't filled. But we can get we can talk about crowd in a little we'll bit. We'll get in the crowd. But folks, yeah. if, if you were living or if you had just been rescued, if maybe you were um, abandoned in a desert somewhere over the weekend, lost on an island, uh, in a plane, or yeah, um, in a plane. <laughs> in, <laughs> I was gonna go somewhere with that, but um, and and you didn't hear your Miami Hurricanes beat Texas A and M forty eight to thirty three, and guys. It, it was, wasn't even that close. Wasn't even that close. It it shouldn't have been that close. Like we no. absolutely dominated them from an offensive standpoint, and our defense played a great game as well. They had some success on offense. Like they, I mean, they've got a great offensive coordinator, but we still our defense showed out. We stepped up. We like we like we said. Who's gonna make the play? Who's gonna step up in these big games? And we saw it in this one. We did. Um, it, I mean, let's just start off right off the top. The way that we we basically spotted them fourteen points. Their first Ooh. two scores were total drive yards was twenty six yards, fourteen points. We um we yeah. went three and out, and then. Had a a blocked punt, um, and then we then it, they scored a touchdown. It, th- yeah, they scored a touchdown. Then we got a stop. Then they punted it. I'm trying no, to no. They went me. up yeah. to nothing. Right. They went. We. That's we, right. Yeah, we got us. Uh, we so they tipped a punt. They score. Yes. We get the ball back. We then gave it back. I believe had a yeah, bad drop. Went up, yeah, they went up 10 nothing. Then we mm-hmm. have a big response, drive down the field, big pass to X. Yes. We get we we make a 
and then stop them. Momentum is on our side at this point. And then we have a muff punt. Muff punt. And once that happened and they went down, they scored again. I said to you and I said to my dad, I said, we have seen this team before. And I was in doomsday over there. I'm like, this is like, we've seen these players. We've seen this result. Big game. We get put ourselves in this massive hole and we're just climbing out of it the rest of the game only to lose at the end. And that was not the case. I would say not even to lose at the end in this case, Jimmy. It, Miami team of last year, that that game against a team as good as Texas A&M, an SEC team, a team with their talent, we get blown out at that point. Could, yeah, could have. it looked like it was going to be a blowout. It's like, I mean, we're not moving the ball right now other than the one drive. Quickly, just so fast down ten by 10 points. And yeah, you're right. Like it, in teams of old, that is a blowout game. I mean, our team last year, I mean, we got blown out so many times. That is a blowout game. The crowd was out of it. And for good reason. Like we were all so hyped. And then, gosh, it was just all of a sudden we're down. And and what, that was, you go ahead. I was going to say, so we're down 17-7 at that point, And then we had it third and six at our own 29 after a drop by Kobe Young. And I'm like, it is this is not good. We're about to give the ball right back. We're down 10. We have lost all momentum. Crowd is flat. And then right after the drop, TVD right back to Kobe Young, 16 yards for a first down. Henry Parrish with just a little three-yard run. And then boom, Isaiah Horton out of nowhere, deep down the sideline, flew past everyone. Van Dimes hits him in stride. <laughs> and and now we're apparently rolling. he just trademarked that I the saw week it. prior to this game. Yeah, so he is Tyler yeah. Van Dimes officially. Yeah. Beautiful. Man. Yeah. Um, I mean, what a performance by Tyler Van Dyke. Ooh, he he was methodical. Money. He hit every player that he needed to hit, and his stats don't even show necessarily. His stats could have been even better if there's not for that Jacoby George, who had a great game, by the way. He did have the muff punt, but he made up for it. Man's three touchdowns. I'm going to allow the muff punt and the drop touchdown pass. You've got to make the plays, but three touchdowns is great. But if it wasn't for that dropped pass in the end zone, he has one more completion and add make that six touchdowns in the game. But still, his stat line, what, 21 for 30, 374 yards, Five touchdowns, no interceptions. And honestly, there was never really a pass even close to an interception. There's no like close calls that I can even remember. No. Ninety four point six QBR. Yeah, he he played absolutely phenomenal. Um, and part of the or really the big reason why he had so much success, I think, and part of why he did not have success last year, other than his injuries, but the injury was kind of caused by this too, is the offensive line. Offensive yes. line what just balled out, and that is a— They are so good. Dude, that's a good Texas A&M defensive line that we bullied. Oh, it, it, that, that Texas A&M defensive line, like, has a net worth of, like, $2 million. <laughs> And they—like, I'm not, I'm not going to knock anyone for paying po- for NIL. We do the same thing. But it, they, have, they spent the money specifically for that defensive line. It is littered with four and five stars. Most—there's uh, tons of five stars on that team. And we held our ground with new players on that line, with a freshman at our right tackle. Like, and, you know, yeah, maybe uh, Maui Noah had a couple holding calls, but other than that, played a wonderful game. Inez Cooper was an absolute beast during the game. Yeah, Inez Cooper was on another planet, um, and then he, he was honored with ACC Offensive Lineman of the Week. And I was reading some articles from folks that are much smarter than me about the um, X's and O's of football. And they were saying that the differences of Maui Noah's holdings that he had was it they're, they're more promising because yes, he's a freshman and it's not because he was getting beat that he was holding. He was just absolutely mauling people. And a couple times got a little, uh, it got just a little out of hand. He almost like tackled him to the ground and they got him with the holding, but like, he's not getting beat. Yeah. True no. freshman. No, those weren't those weren't like clear holding calls in the moment. There were some clear holding calls on the other side of the football, but dude, the refs that, were bad. That text and like I just don't. I mean, maybe it was some agreement. Maybe it was it ACC refs at the game last year at Texas A and M, but like these were SEC refs confirmed at this game 
which I just don't understand. Like it should be any other conference than ACC or SEC. It, it's it, you should have a neutral referee, and just to not have one holding call, like that just speaks right. There was not one holding call. I no, I don't think so. Yeah, that just speaks volumes. Like there is always a holding call. Honestly, the always yeah especially with the athletes on our defensive line like i i don't understand that honestly the only penalties really that i can think of that they called they so they had texan had seven penalties for 55 yards they i can only think of false starts and half of those they also missed some false starts some false starts weren't even called which i've never seen in my life when everyone in the oh, stadium went, yeah. sees a false start and the refs don't throw a flag yeah it's when they went madness. down by 5 when they went down by five in the corner of the end zone, that it was a good throw, yes. man in Wigman's Wigman's face, but it was a false start. The whoever's right next to the center, I don't know the position name, but he went early, yeah. and we all saw it. We're yelling for it. We're like, "Come on!" And like that was like yeah, five right misholds yeah. until that point. Also, I don't know if my voice sounds like super raspy right now. I'm just, my voice is still not recovered from this game. <laughs> I, I my. I, I'm surprised I didn't pop a blood vessel out there. Dude. It felt good to be screaming in hard rock. When Burchard Smith took the kick back oh, to the house, place erupted. We are going to get to that, but gosh. Man, I got talk to it. About, talk, about, <laughs> talk about a momentum swing. They just score. Game's getting game's close. We're, I think we're only up by one at that point. Yeah, it's 21-20. Game's close. And Burchard takes it in his own hands. Takes back the special teams' mistakes of the game. Gives us back a touchdown, and he looked fast on that. There's no reason. There's no reason Prashard Smith should not be returning every single one of our kickoff returns, and why X should not be returning every single punt return. I, it's not rocket science and, to me. And, and I will die on that hill. Mario Cristobal did come out after and say the it's on him that he has to coach the guys better. Like... I get that's what you have to say, but it's something you learn in Pop Warner football is to just not field a punt inside the 10-yard line and you plant your feet on the 10. Dad harps on this. He'll say it every single time. You plant your feet on the 10, and if the ball, if you have to take even one step back, you let it go. I get it. I have never fielded a punt in my life. I understand you're trying to make a play. You also, you get lost in the moment, but like, yeah. We just cannot that you I mean cannot, it, that's a that's game lose losing games. play. Yep, yep. Like that we can't like come in FSU week, we cannot do that. No. That is how you lose games. Especially and that's an thank away God game. we were home. Yeah. All it did right, was suck right. the life out of the crowd, but you do something like that and it adds just fuel to the fire, no good. Yeah. So my only note on that is I never want to see George in that forty seven jersey ever again. Yeah. Keep well, it at wide receiver, he's doing great over there. It's also in my mind, it's like it doesn't do any good to just alternate who's out, who's returning punts. Like right, give him the reps. It's not good yeah. with the psyche and stuff. It's not like I, Restrepo made a mistake last week. I don't know if maybe he was getting punished for that. I, I have no idea. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but then they put that him was back really there the only. Fine. That was really the only negative of the game was special teams. Um, the block yeah, punt. If it hurt wasn't too. for special teams, I mean, I think it's an absolute blowout. Oh yeah, for sure. Um. So, offense, I mean, it was I mean, 48 points. Like, our offense has been Beautiful. on a tear the last two games. Uh, Van Dyke looks good. And this was running game was non-existent this game. And so, we took what they gave us. Like, against Miami of Ohio, they were taking away the pass. We ran the ball all over them. Texas A&M, they, they were clogging the middle, stopping the run, made Van Dyke beat us. Like I said, yeah. I, Jim, what did I say last week? <laughs> I said, Jimbo, if you're listening. So obviously he was listening. That's crazy. Jimbo Fisher listens to our podcast. Yeah. That's wild. Anyways, they made Van Dyke. Uh, they said, Van Dyke, you beat us. And my gosh, did he beat them. Oh beat my. them I mean, to a just, bloody pulp. I, I have honestly I have goosebumps thinking about his game right now. Like that is what I, if we have that, if that, I mean, Obviously, you know, you're not going to throw five touchdowns every week and and have that electric of a game. There's going to be some off days. But, like, if he can just have a glimpse of that every week, like, there is not a game that we are out of 
with with Shannon Dawson's play calling. Can we talk Whoa, about that? I man. mean, some beautiful goal line play calls. Shannon Dawson I mean, those, coming those out. Third party. down calls. Yeah, that that uh, third down play you're just talking about with Colby Young, um, saved that drive. Can we talk about the balls on him when when it's a we should really be just running the clock out and he goes deep to Jacoby and that just puts us over the edge and we're gonna win this ball game. In my mind, that's play of the game. It's third and yeah. six. Third and six, you're you're up by eight, but there's plenty of time left on the clock. You really don't want to give this ball back. So it's like, yeah, the most people are like, should we just hand it off, take as much time as possible, punt it away, and then let our defense win? And Shannon Dawson said no. And yeah. just a beautiful ball to Jacoby George oh. up the sideline. And then for him to break two tackles, fix his helmet and face mask, because it was a little crooked, and then gone, yeah. house call. Dude, that was... And then it was yeah. like, then it's time to celebrate, because we, we, oh. knew, we knew we had just won that game. The DJ played some pretty bad celebration music after that, but we don't even need to get into the DJ. Other than the upper deck, you can't hear anything. Uh, yeah, um, folks at Hard Rock Stadium, that I know you listen to the show, just got it. Last year, it may, maybe it was too loud up there, so I don't know if you're just overcompensating, but we need the volume turned up, upper deck. Please. Yeah. We matter, too, up there. We matter, well, too. They, they, we just, we the execution on offense and defense, but talking about offense right now was at such a high level. Like every time we got the ball, like back in the old regime with our Broyles award, Broyles award winner, I was shocked when we would get a first down or like string two first down. I wouldn't be shocked for one, but I'd get, I'd be shocked for two. Like, Oh, we actually going to score here. Yeah. Now it's like, I'm just excited to see. I'm, I'm excited to see Tyler's eyes look down the field. Cause I'm not, don't know. Does he have X down the field? Like that offense was just, like whatever vanilla comments were there last week, go away. You know, I was wrong. I was wrong. Every like you said, I'm sure it wasn't the whole playbook. I got upset. Like, oh, we always say this. Like, is that the actual truth? It truly was. He was hiding. He was hiding a lot of that playbook because he didn't need it against Miami of Ohio, and he showed out with it against the Aggies. Yeah, it was just a beautifully called game. Um, and I mean. <laughs> Here with that team last year, like I said, you go down seventeen seven like that. Honestly, once a team got seventeen points, I didn't even know if we'd be able to get seventeen points. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But forty eight points against a good, what should be a good defense. It's it's exciting to you. Oh, I yeah. was Every, everyone was going into this this game saying the Aggies got it. They're going to be too much. They're a SEC West contender. Yeah, like they're they're just going to be too much for these Canes to handle. They're such a better team this year, and we just absolutely dominated. Blue chip ratio. Fifteen points is just giving them. It it gives them way too much credit. That game was not a fifteen point differential. No, you can take those blue chips and shove them where the sun doesn't shine. Defense though, defense did their job too. I mean. I think, listen, that Texas Connor Wiegman's a talented dude, and that running yeah. back's a talent. Like they had some no, no, talent, he made some great throws. We got gashed a couple times, um, but our defense was on the field a lot in the first half, and I think they were just there was part of it being them just being gassed and being put in tough positions, um, weren't yeah. really able to settle into the game too much, but. There was a few guys that really shone out, but in my mind, I'd like to hear who you think is your... There's two people I think that you could have as defensive player of the game. I got to go with James Williams. Like, that guy looked like... <laughs> he looked, mine then. looked like what we expect James Williams to look like and just played... He was the quarterback of the defense out there. Yeah. Like... Just played an unbelievable game. Was flying around the field. Was making good, hard, clean hits, um, and was just honestly like a voice to everyone else, picking guys up, making sh- like that's just that James Williams man. He's got that dog, you know. Oh, he his 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 pursuit of the ball looks so much better this year. Yes, like, I feel like last year there was just a lot of like. Because he's not, he hasn't really changed like his mantra. Like he still goes for those big hits. I mean, he has big hits. Yeah. But he's just so much more like on the nose with his tackles rather than last year. He might be like arms length away and like miss the tackle. Um, 
And his, yeah, his speed to the ball. There's that one play. It was him and uh, I think it was um, two, um, that Daryl Porter. Um, and it was just like a, a little underneath pass. And the wide receiver looked like he had about oh, four yeah. yards to run. And both of them just speed, just collapse on him push him down like they both slide like it was the fat it was such a fast tackle it literally looked like some of the old clips you would see of the hurricanes when like the tvs were in yeah. it makes everyone look super fast yeah that's literally how that clip looked um and so it yeah, looked I like mean, that James, in person yeah yeah and look i mean he's got looking at the defensive stats nine total tackles five solo like he's he was everywhere on that field and so was cam kitchens um that I mean, I think that's the easy one to say that that would be the other highlight because up for my he dog. Is our, he is our All American. No, but all reports sound like he's he's doing okay. Yep, um, it, it they're all sounds... saying fine, and so I don't really know what that means. But it, it's it definitely sounds like he will be back playing football at some point, which is good. Yeah, I don't want to um, I don't want to guess what it could be, but Mario Cristobal did say it's a football injury. He's going to be okay. So my guess is it was a bad stinger, and he's probably he probably has a concussion. I, I that's yeah. a complete guess. I don't know, but I would expect him to be out uh, definitely this week, and then probably next week as well for the Temple game. Right. Um, hopefully, yeah, I, I and, think he and the, and it's good that we we can afford. I think for him to miss those games, absolutely. we're going to need James Williams to step up, obviously, and and kind of fill a little gap there. But yeah. How no, about we'll, we'll go ahead? You go ahead. You go ahead. I was gonna say, how about Jaden Davis too? Yes, that was he. Was he the force fumble? Was that yes, him? yes, oh, twenty two. Just a beaut, be- and it's such a such a uh, clutch time for that fumble to come. Yes, because they had that. If they get a touchdown that drive, they go up. I'm pretty sure we were only up by four at that point. What a clutch tackle! Beautiful tackle, helmet to the ball. The pursuit on the ball, it was just magnificent. Yeah, we were up we were up five at that point, 31-26, and then they fumbled. Then we answered with a, with a uh, touchdown to go up 38-26. We just Huge. looked so much faster than them. We did. We, we, looked, we looked so fast. Dude, we looked just so much better in all aspects of the game than them, and it, and it wasn't supposed to be like that. Yeah. Like... It was this literally is... like I hate to to go always go back to it, but it was our last big win, big ranked game. But was Notre Dame? That was like the last time that I had seen us against a ranked opponent look physically imposing and fast, and look like we were playing our game and they were just having to catch up. Totally I don't think I've agree. Seen it since we looked, yeah. we looked physically stronger and faster than an SEC team, and I don't know when the last the last. 15 years, you put us on the same field as a team like this, the the mighty SEC, and we look smaller, we look slower, we look like yeah. we don't, we're not quite there yet. We're like, ah, we don't really have those kind of players yet. And this was completely flipped. Right. I'd also say he gets he he got a lot of flack these past couple seasons. Maybe not the fastest guy, but he's got a good head on his shoulders. Corey Flag. Corey Flag. Big plays. Big Six plays. tackles. Three solo, one tackle for loss. And that was a great tackle for loss that he had to stop that run play in its tracks. Yep. I was a little bummed we didn't get a Ragone signing this week, but maybe yeah. didn't, maybe, didn't maybe, need him. Maybe we'll get him. Yeah. But we, <laughs> when he's ready, when he, he'll get the call and he'll yeah. come in. Hey, yeah. And to Corey Couch, another solid game. Like I, the he has taken massive steps uh, from this past year. Yep. Um, Jacoby Young got ACC Wide Receiver of the Week. TVD got ACC QB of the Week. Uh, Jaden Davis. Colby Young? Um, Jacoby George, sorry, was ACC Wide Receiver of the Week. So I did not mean Kobe Young. <laughs> it was yeah. 50-50 there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Cam McCormick had one big catch. Finally, we threw to a tight end on a meaningful play. Yeah, I know. Um, Jaden Davis, ACC defensive back of the week. And then, yeah, like I said, Inez Cooper, ACC offensive lineman of the week. I mean, they, we were just all over yep. ACC accolades. Yeah, it's, I'm sorry, I'm looking up because I, I heard Cam McCormick was really old and yes, he is. He started playing in 2017. Wow. 
<laughs> oh my, he's in his sixth year. He was classmates with. Um, so he's twenty four years old. Yeah. Wow. I got he. Yeah he. Yeah he's three years younger than me. Then yeah, so he's twenty four. Um, that's so funny. I was just looking that up, but uh, I don't know where I was going. No idea where you're going with that. No. Okay. So I mean, any yeah. notes on this this Texas A and M team? Like, I'm just so happy to beat Jimbo. I mean, it can't. It's the it, first time we've actually ever beat Jimbo at Hard Rock. Now that I think of it. Yeah, it's not good. It's not good on the Aggie boards right now. If you go mm. online, they are in a well, dark you, place. Is it is it sick of me that I will go on the boards of the opposing team? Oh, dude, after I do the it. Games. I go on opposing. And just watch it crumble oh 100 percent. i do it for games i don't even care about like games that have nothing yeah. to do with miami or anything i just love to see fans real because i know that feeling oh we've been there yeah but the best We're usually is, there four or five times a year the best is whoever we beat i always go on their twitter page or and look at all yes. the comments and stuff and then obviously if fsu or florida loses i go on theirs i've been taking a peek at clemson's that they're they're going through it a little bit especially after yeah even last week's game, um, and they dropped out of and the rankings. And then some rankings. of them are coming we'll, after we'll us the about our, our... They dropped out of the rankings. Yeah. <laughs> I know, for the first time, it's got to be a while. But yeah. they, they uh, there were some Clemson fans coming after like our like attendance stuff today. We're like, there's so many more things for you to worry about. It's unbelievable. <laughs> like, they are so obsessed with it. And Texas A&M was so obsessed with it. They were so cocky going into this game. And even old Kirk Herbstreet, I we Kirk. everyone knows that what what he said before this game, and it's 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 old news, but him basically saying that there's gonna be more Texas A and M fans than Miami fans of this game, that Hard Rock is not an intimidating place to play. And I don't even know if he truly believes that or he was just trying to get a rise out of people. But obviously we proved that wrong. But these Texas A and M fans were like they were just so cocky going into this game. Like they just they would they thought they were winning this game without a shadow of a doubt that they were just going to overpower us. Honestly, I think everyone did. You like everything. I guess you picked us to lose. I picked us to lose, and guess what? Once we went down seventeen seven, my pick was looking pretty good. Yes, <laughs> but like I, everything we were watching after, and all the post game shows, and SEC Network, and and ESPN College Football Final, like everyone, it, it was like it. A game like this actually kind of shocked the nation. I'm getting texts and stuff, and it's like it's not like we beat number one team in the country, but people were yeah. like, "Whoa!" Like Miami just beat te- the mighty Aggies, the big SEC. If I'm sick, yeah. I've mentioned it a bunch of times already. But uh, sarcastically, SEC, I'm sick of it, man. The ACC it has dominated more. the SEC so far this year. It just means more. Ugh. Yeah, take, this year's a wake-up call. Georgia and Bama out. I mean, Bama dropped one this week, Bama but they're going to say, oh, well, Texas is coming to the SEC. They dropped it yeah. to a Big 12 team. Take Georgia out. What do you have in the SEC? It, there's, LSU got routed by FSU. Dude, there's bad football. Auburn looks yeah. terrible. Tennessee's Tennessee is not the number 11 team in the nation. I'll just go ahead and say that. Austin P had him in a had him in a battle. At home. Yeah. It's overrated. So, yeah, uh, they've been overrated, but they'll continue to just be uplifted. Now they're out in Texas and Oklahoma and stuff. But I'm just, yeah, I'm so glad that we just showed out and didn't listen to any. I mean, hope, maybe maybe we did listen to the noise and just use that as motivation. But we just came out there and we played physical football. I, I, I forget who I saw that said this, but and it, I agreed with it. It's like this team is starting to physically look like those Oregon teams that Mario Cristobal had. And I was kind of waiting for us to look like that. It only took really one year. Like, we just look big. We look yep. big and fast. But we look fat. We do look faster in those Oregon teams. Yep. And it starts on the line, and there's still work to do. And that's where it's like, we got to take a step back and kind of be like, okay, we, I think, expectations, we'll get into it a little bit with like what the rest of the season looks like. But nine and three is looking not bad right now. I know it. That's what I'm saying. Um, but you know what, Jimmy? Mario Cristobal would not want us to overlook Bethune Cookman. I don't know if you no. saw uh, Susan Susan Dank. What's her uh, name? You know who I'm talking about? Susan yes. uh, Dagnan. Reporter. Did you see her get destroyed by Mario today? 
Yeah, what is she? Oh, because she's she's she brought up like, do you plan on playing a lot of players? Which is what goes, obviously disrespectful yeah. to football. He goes, I'm not going to answer that question. I think it's disrespectful to game of football. We're excited for <laughs> Thursday. Um, <laughs> but like, uh, let's all be honest. It's this is Bethune Cookman. It is yeah. just. I mean, we just are an overmatched team. Um, and it's going to be hopefully a game that we can get a lot of younger guys in, a lot of playing time. But Jimmy, let me just tell you a little bit about Bethune Cookman. The Bethune Cookman yeah, yeah, Wildcats. Go ahead. The Bethune Cookman Wildcats football team represent Bethune Cookman University in the sport of college football. The Wildcats complete the Division One football championship subdivision, the National Collegiate Athletic Association. Starting with the fall 2021 season, they compete in the East Division of the Southwestern Athletic Conference. After having been members of the Mid-Eastern Athletic Conference since 1979, they play their home games at Daytona Stadium. The Wildcats have won two Black College Football National Championships and seven MEAC titles in the history of their football program. <laughs> Bethune Cookman. They have a first-year coach. They are uh, coming off a very disappointing season, and they're expected to be pretty <laughs> bad in the in the swack this year. Swack, swack. What's their paycheck for this game? Do we know? Oh man, I don't know. We, but... we got to just pay them handsomely every year. Yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be a bloodbath. Yeah, it should be a bloodbath. It should be. I have not. I'll be honest. I really have not looked one ounce into Bethune Cookman. <laughs> Yeah, I was doing I mean, there's there's not much like I said, they they are projected to finish pretty low in their division if and by, by pretty low I mean pretty low I mean dead last. Um really? they do have their cornerback, Omari Hill Robinson. He everyone's saying he's like the best corner at any HBCU. So Well the whole like the the the, the mantra I've been seeing on Twitter to get people motivated for this game is um, revenging for Ed Reed. Yeah. Of, of, of the disrespect from last year of him. Yep. What did he get fired? I don't even remember exactly all that happened over there, but it was basically he had the job and he was, he, he was being honest about how horrible. Yes. Everything that was is what there. It was. Yep. And they got rid of him. Yes. It's like, and, well, if you, if you can't look at yourself in the mirror and, and say what's wrong, you're never going to get better. Well, and he basically did what Dion was doing, and he was like, "The only way that we're gonna get better is like we gotta pour money into this thing. Like we gotta get, we, yeah. we gotta get the players that, um, we gotta recruit better. But like NIL's got like, there's a lot that has to happen. And yeah, but he yeah, got so revenge fired. for Ed Reed. That's that's the motivation in this game. Yes. Um. So I guess wh- what. Like, what do we need to see in this Bethune game? Obviously, we're going to win, uh, and hopefully, no injuries. Very handily, one. yeah, definitely no injuries. And I would like to just see some snaps from both Jakari or Jakari and uh, and Emery. And like, I, I think like pretty meaningful. Yeah, like yeah. I would love Tyler Van Dyke to only play the first half, if that's possible. I, to be honest, yeah, you guys, I guess you do have to play him. I was gonna say maybe don't even. But I, you want to build up his stats because honestly, do we have? If we keep it up, like I'm, I, I was, I know this is super early, but if he keeps this same rhythm going, there's a Heisman candidacy Heisman to, to, to argue for. So, so I guess you do, have, you do have to play him some snaps. But yeah, I would like to see meaningful snaps taken from Emory and Jakari. And I think so. This is a Thursday night game, short week, coming off of a huge victory, an emotional victory. Like I don't want I want to see us come in, start fast, start hot, not like I saw Georgia and Ball State this week. Um it was zero zero going into the second quarter. Like Yeah. No one no one no one's gonna talk about that. Yeah, no no one's gonna mention that. If imagine if Miami was it was tied with Bethune Cookman zero zero going oh. into the second quarter. It would be, be Twitter would be collapsing. CNN CNN would go to breaking news yeah. and be talking about it. <laughs> so I, I want to see us like it's going to be tough to get up on a short week and like get amped for this game. But good teams do that. Good teams get up right. and just execute. Yeah. And that brings up a good point. It's like this is going to like obviously we expect to win this game, whatever Miami team is marching out the field. But this is a good test. Yeah. Like what type of team are we? Are we the team that's going to have a, a sleeper week or are we going to go out and just stomp them and execute and just do what we do every week? 
Yep, exactly. Um, so uh, I'd like to see a lot of the young guys get a lot of playing time, a little uh, Ray Ray Joseph action. Yeah. See some yeah, flashes like from see, him. I'd like to see, our, obviously, with Cam out being out this week, see what our safety room looks like um, behind Cam. Yep. What it'll probably be Balome or Balum. Balum. I imagine. How do you say it? Balum or Balum? I have no idea, dude. I can't pronounce anything i think i, I, I feel like it's i feel like it's when Balum. we start this recording this yeah. i feel like it's bound because if it was below there'd be an e at the end yeah yeah so yeah so let's see let's put the more i mean we already are playing so many young guys um i guess we did miss talking about there's some possible injuries uh i think we're gonna find out tomorrow yeah we still have uh, much info on those but who who are the guys that are injured akeem mesador went out that's the one that I, I mean, I, I don't even know the validity behind, but there's some rumblings it could be a pretty bad injury that's season-ending for Mesidor. That could be... I there was I saw no sources, so that could be completely fabricated. Um, but Akeem Mesidor went out pretty early in the game, I think. And then Fletcher also went out. He went to the tent. And then I think... Uh, did Nigel e. Kelly... No, no. Uh, Dean. Dean went out. Mm-hmm. So... It was some pretty bad, like pretty important players that went out. Hopefully, it's nothing bad. Like you said, same thing with Cam. You got, you know, two weeks to rest these guys up, and hopefully that helps. So we'll find out more tomorrow, though. But there were some injuries in this game. So we obviously we beat Bethune Cookman. Then it's Temple and Georgia Tech. You're looking at a very good chance of starting this season 5-0. and Yeah, I'm not going to sleep on Temple or Georgia Tech, though. I mean, I want no. us to come out and destroy those two, yeah. But on paper and what we've seen, you yeah. chalk those both up as wins. You're 5-0 and heading to an away game at North Carolina. So I ask you... Is that you, game day? Uh, North Carolina is kind of blown it with that. Like, they're close yeah. game they against all, App they State. They always do this. Yeah. But I know honestly, I that lost, App that, State I lost game, that lock. I guess we'll get did. to that later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so I guess what I ask you is, coming off of this big victory, do your preseason projections change at all? You had us nine no, and three, it, so I don't think. Yeah, no. It I'd only yeah it only supports them. But like I feel do, do much think, more confident. Do you think there's a chance at even better? Um, a ten win season? Of course I do. I I honestly look at our schedule and look how these other teams have played that that we should not. I mean, the UNC is tough because it's away. Yeah, and, it's, it's going to be a very tough game, and that's another game we never talent wise we should win that game. Yeah, right. That's why that's in my notes still. We never win this game, but also we never win this Texas A and M game after going down. I would have wrote the same thing if I knew we were, we're down seventeen seven early on in the game. We've had two miscues on special teams. What would I predict? A loss for the Miami Hurricanes. So, maybe this isn't the teams of old, and we can actually wake up on a big road game and come out with a win. But I will say, I fe- I still I want to believe that we beat UNC, Clemson, and FSU. But I'm still going to hold Lord, on Good Lord, so we're undefeated then. No, 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 no. I, I want to believe that we can beat them. But I'm, but oh, I'm saying is that, <laughs> is that I think I'm just going to stick with my 9-3 and three for now. Yeah. Uh, I still think that's probably... I still think maybe maybe we beat UNC... And we lose. Let's say we lose to Clemson, FSU, which I think we beat FSU because I just want. I can't say we're going to lose to them, but uh, let's say in this alternate scenario we lose to FSU and Clemson. I, I we always have. We may have that one game we drop. So I, I'll stick with nine and three for now. But I feel much better about nine and three. I, I don't see eight and four right now, and I might eat my words later in the season. But I don't see eight and four anymore. I agree. I was so I was listening to ACC PM and. Taylor Tannenbaum was interviewing Manny Navarro, um, and she basically asked, like, okay, we've been gassing up the Hurricanes, we've been talking about all the good, where is their weakness? And he kind of, like, it it was, I was thinking, too, I was like, it's actually kind of hard to think right now where we're weak and where I fear teams are better than us at. I mean, he talked about the special teams, he talked about some of the penalties, some of the youth on the team, but, like, 
quarterback it's play, wide receiver right play, running backs, offensive line, cornerbacks, linebackers, defensive line, safeties. All those positions look good. Yeah, like we don't have like that liability corner right right no. now. Like, let's say let's say it's Couch. He's yeah. still playing great. Oh like, yeah, is you, he? I would like, take like, Couch as our best last season. It felt like. Oh yes, exactly. <laughs> like so. Yeah. Yeah. I had us eight and four, but I'm thinking now the NC State game that was the one I when I flipped that with Texas A&M and all that. But like I'm thinking nine and three, looking really nice right now. And Which, I know like, we're getting if ahead we can of ourselves. Pull that but... off. Uh, yeah, we're getting totally ahead of ourselves. But if we can, if this team consistently comes out that we saw against Texas A and M, like that is is just such an improvement year over year. And that like like even with some losses, like it's gonna hurt in the moment, and we're gonna feel down in the moment. But when we can look back at this season, if we actually pull off something like that to come from a five and seven year and see this team come out on the other side, like it is just such. It's so encouraging for the Cristobal era. For sure. Please and, don't anyone take Shannon Dawson. I'll cry. Yeah, I know. That's what I always think about when we have a good... Like, it was the same thing with Rhett Lashley started going off. I'm like, yeah, he's probably gone. That's college football, though. I mean, that's, yeah. col- that's football in general. And then you just bring in a guy that you know is going to run the same thing or you promote from within and yeah. and they run the same thing. Um, we were We were running some quick tempo especially in those first few drives yeah like the, the and that's not really something i was expecting from this offense and not something i'd read like i'd read like oh it's going to be kind of slow or is there or, or sometimes it's going to be slow and and tvd is going to wait a lot but we we're running some tempo there when we were getting down to like the goal line areas and what's also nice about this offense is tvd he, he audibles out on his own sometimes and like he has that yeah he has that flexibility that was not there last year and so it just allows I, him yeah. to be more of like like what we've said is he he does best when he's out there kind of more improvising, kind of just being athletic and just making throws, making quick reads rather than last year was just, I mean, he was just doing <laughs> math equations in his head pre-snap. And it was just a disaster. I saw, I saw that... Uh... Uh, there was, it was the best tweet of the night that I that I saw was I forget who it was but basically it said Josh Gaddis should be charged with treason and racketeering yeah. <laughs> for for what he did to TVD uh. like I mean to just like the the sad part of, I mean like he can make it up and like he can have a great year this year and have a, a be a great draft pick but like Josh Gaddis man almost costed that man millions and that is like serious stuff. Yep. They they were slow. Maryland's offense was slow in the beginning of that game. I think they ended up uh, winning pretty decently, but it wasn't a good team they were playing. That offense looked slow, and then Alabama's defense, which is such upgrades in in coordinators. Kevin Steele, good riddance. Have fun in Bama. You just got destroyed by Texas at home, and I'm happy with our coordinators, Lance and Shannon. Bravo, great hires by Mario. Yeah, it is just so refreshing, and I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited. Um, last <laughs> I mean, thing... we haven't been excited about coordinators like this since I don't even Rhett. know. Because, like, even with Rick, like, we were excited about Diaz, but, like, he Rick was basically the offensive coordinator, and we weren't, like, thrilled with that. I mean, we were excited about know... Rhett Lashley. Yes, but who was? But our defense, our when we didn't like our defensive coordinator on those teams. Like yeah. I'm saying, when did when when did we have? Because what was that? Was that Blake Baker days? Yeah, like, well, and, so and then like half Manny. Yeah, then Manny took over. So, um, I just don't remember the last time we've had two coordinators that I actually like genuinely believe in that we have one of them's not the head coach as well. Dude, remember Jed Fish? Money, money. Jed Fish was money. Oh my gosh. Stephen Morris was just throwing bombs. But we had, we had no a defense. Glimpse of a defense, a glimpse of a defense. We are a great team that year. Unbe- Remind me oh. of that that UF team that threw the shoe at the end. Like, yeah, like <laughs> we had such a good offense oh, and just is... no defense. Oh, we were a so Big Twelve fun. team that year. Yeah. Um, okay. Last thing on Bethune Cookman. Should we just wear a Miami Knights uniforms? We know it's a win. <laughs> get, Let's just get it out of the way. Just put them Thursday on. Night. Add a little bit of excitement to the crowd. Uh, I say just I mean, do it. I, do it for the players. I think they'll 
not though for social media reasons. And honestly, Cristobal doesn't give a rip. I mean, we're gonna. They want to wear them. We've got them. They're gonna wear them eventually. We, we may never wear them. I say just do it Thursday night. What is Clemson? Does Clemson have a kickoff time yet? No, dude. Clemson I FSU can, I can see us pulling them out there. Clemson yeah, FSU next week is noon. I know. What what a horrible lineup this week that we're probably gonna talk about in a second. Great lineup for week four. Yeah, but week three is just abysmal. But yeah, noon kickoff for them, which is great though because we can watch that game. And then we kick off at 3.30. Yep. All right. Um, let's see. Before we get into picks, uh, my oh, yeah, they came out with, so we're ranked number 22 in the country. Yeah. Cracked the top 25. Uh, Clemson dropped out. They even won, and they still dropped out. I know. That was weird. Um. Yeah, so, so put sixty six on them. You know, I know people are like, I don't care who cares about what the rankings are this time of year, blah blah blah. But like, you just get more coverage when you're ranked. There's more articles that come out. There's more. You stu- do. You show up on the ESPN bottom line more. You sh- yes, the college game day will talk about you. There's just overall more coverage. It feels good. You're lying to yourself right. if you say it doesn't feel good. And it's it's so different from like the times of the past where we've had this preseason ranking and then Dude. we just come out and be disappointed. Like we we were ranked like 40th going into the season. We have earned so far. We have earned this ranking, and that's why I like it so much. For sure, ESPN FPI has us at like 15. Um, yeah, riddle me this preseason rankings. They it makes no sense to me. But why not just however the team finishes at the end of the year when the season is complete. The second the national championship game completes, whatever your rankings are then, why don't just use those rankings going into the next year? Am I crazy I, to think that? No, but I, I think I think there's a lot of things that go into it, but I think one big thing is TV ratings. I mean, they they like LSU is not the number five team in the country, but they wanted them to be the number five in the team in the country to make that game look better. Just like when we played Bama first game of the season. I forget what we were ranked then, but we were not a good team. No. But they gave us this great ranking because they wanted the TV ratings at the beginning of the season. So I, I don't know. I mean, I think some of it's like legitimate. They actually believe these teams are better, but you don't know. But you almost get rewarded with like, okay, say so it's like that because of ratings, and then you have an easy schedule, and you just keep winning, so they keep you around in the top 15. You haven't really earned. There's plenty of teams that are better than you. Like right. just, I think it's just either don't do rankings at all until the college football playoff rankings come out. Um, like what is that after week six, seven, eight, mm, nine, ten, I, eleven, twelve? <laughs> I think it's on. Yeah, it's on the. It's, I mean, it's definitely on the back half of the season. Yeah, so I get that those are the only ones that matter. But I say just whatever you finish the year at. Why if you if you finish the year at number three in the country, I think you should go to the next year's number three in the country. You earn that, and then it's yours to lose. Yeah. Whatever. Also, new bowl projections came out. I'm a big bowl projection guy. <laughs> I saw it. Holiday bowl. No, no. The wait, you, what? Yeah, there's the when. When did you look? Uh, maybe someone was. I saw a post about it, and then someone was responding with a screenshot of Miami in the Holiday Bowl. But maybe that was an old screenshot. Yeah, last like week trolling them. Yes, last week they were showing Holiday Bowl. This week, Jimmy. There's two. The Pop-Tarts Bowl, which don't laugh yet. <laughs> don't laugh yet because that's the Camping World Stadium one. That's like the Russell okay, Athletic, yeah. Cheese right. it whatever. Oh, I miss that Russell Athletic one. So it's a good bowl. Orange Bowl. We have an Orange Bowl prediction coming Eesh. from ESPN. And we were the Holiday Bowl. So, lot. lot to I saw that to. same projection, though, and they had a certain team in the college football playoff that yes. I... Well, and it would be like we would lose to them in the ACC championship, and then make the Orange Bowl is I think what they yeah. what what they're thinking. Yeah, honestly, though, I mean, I don't know necessarily how the ACC works this year with with like ACC championship and stuff, but like if it it would be cool. I don't like I I, I would rather FSU not be a good team, but it would be pretty cool to finally see a Miami FSU like at the top of the ACC type game. Oh, for sure. Wait, what do you mean you don't like, know how like it works? That, is it just the top two teams playing the ACC championship? Yes. Okay, yeah. yeah. That's what I guessed. Um, 
but that would be because that was like the original goal of us coming from the Big East is like yeah. that's, that's what it was supposed to be. And like the first year that we get rid of the divisions, if this can finally be the year with how both teams are looking, I mean, de- like we we look like the two strongest teams in the ACC, dude. Even, but what really could happen is when we go play them at Dope Campbell, if we're both undefeated at that point. I mean, granted, we'd have to beat we'd have to beat North Carolina. We have to beat Clemson. Like, there's obviously so much that needs to happen. But how right. crazy would that be? We both we I would we'd be, I'd be there. I mean, there's a chance we'd be both be top five. Yeah, be nuts. So that's all we can hope for. Because honestly, FSU is looking like a great team right now, and yeah. they don't have a terribly hard schedule. I mean, they had this Clemson game. Is that at Clemson? That's at Clemson. But it is a nooner. So I know. They got lucky it, with that, man. They did they did get lucky. Like if Clemson just didn't drop the ball against Duke. Ugh. Because honestly, like everyone talks about this Duke game with Clemson. If you watch that though, they made so many mental errors. I mean, they they had oh, yeah. they had the ball uh like in the red zone so many times it just Dude, they had it, it up. They had it first and goal on the one twice and didn't right. score a point. So like Clemson probably should have won that game like it wasn't necessarily yeah. that they were outmanned they kind of beat themselves and so I, I still think clemson's a good team so who knows what's going to happen with that game like i i, I think if clemson didn't do that it would this that would be game day that week but obviously it's not yeah all right uh well let's get into some picks before we get into some picks just a quick word from our sponsor this next pick segment is brought to you by the block that kick chant Thank you, cheerleaders, for chanting block that kick on a field goal while we've just gone down by 21 points and you can hear a peep in the stadium. Cheerleaders, thank you for doing your job, even though everybody in the stadium wants to kill you at that moment. Block that kick chant. Block that kick. Block Block that kick. It just, like, the fact that I can hear them from way up where we are, way down there, they got the megaphones, and it's like, first of all, guys, no, we're not blocking that kick. It's a field goal, or it's an extra point. It's just let it go. Yeah, but my, you got to give it to them. You know, they fight to the Blood bitter end. That kick. <laughs> oh, dude, does that not I hope give you, guys you PTSD? Know, Joe does not run these by me. <laughs> does that not give you PTSD? Great. Oh, it gives me complete PTSD. There were so many things uh, when we were down seventeen seven yesterday. They're giving that's that's Saturday, what made me think me of it. That's they did the block that kick when they went up seventeen seven when they're kicking the extra point. I could hear the yeah. block that kick chant. It was almost like when you saw Jacoby kind of going back and forth. You're like, he's dropping this. We we don't catch this punt. I know. He, yeah. Gosh. <laughs> and, not, and not only do we not catch it, we never recover that fumble. No. No. That ball never rolls our way. <sighs> uh, great. All right. I'm looking at these lines right now. I mean, it's just, you All know, right. it's, it's tough. It, it's a tough week. Um, I'm two and zero on the year. I I had the lock last week of Colorado over Nebraska. That was easy. Jimmy, you're one and one. You uh, App State gave North Carolina all they could handle. So yeah, and it's a, it's like a disappointing one too because like if Bethune or if uh, Appalachian State won, I'd be like, oh great, I don't care about that. I lost that. But the fact that UNC still pulled it out I and know. then I lose it, man, like, I gosh. wanted App State to win. They always play them well. I know. Mac Brown, he did not grab that coach's face. <laughs> he made out with him. At he made out with him. Respect. He grabbed, grabbed it with both hands. Grabbed, caressed him in the eyes. his cheeks. <laughs> uh, all right. I will give you mine while you look at yours. Yeah. This week's lock is Alabama giving 31 and a half at USF. It's a big number, Jimmy, but USF looks bad they were struggling last week against florida a&m like they almost lost yeah so alabama i think they're coming off of a tough loss they are going to be po'd i think they're going to give usf everything they have and this thing could get (laughs) ugly so i have alabama 31 and a half point favorite at usf Hmm, let me look at this. Gotta love Wait, how thought, he's picking this on the fly. 
No, I'm I'm between two games right now, but I am picking on the fly, guys. I, I I flew. We don't even need to go into this, but I landed. I flew for, for out of Hawaii at five forty five on Thursday. Landed in Atlanta eight. Uh, I'm sorry. I flew out at eight forty five Thursday from Hawaii. Apology landed at not six p.m. Landed at six p.m. in Atlanta Friday. Basically lost a whole day of my life. Had no sleep. Went to bed. Woke up 5 a.m. for a 7 a.m. flight. Head down to Orlando to go to the Texas A&M game. And by God, was it worth it. But I am hurting today. So I'm between... I Can you pull up the Tennessee-Florida line for me? Because I thought there was a line, but I'm on ESPN right now and I don't see one. Because that was one that I was very curious about. Yeah, there is a line. I believe Tennessee is a six-and-a-half-point favorite. And it's at... It's, Where's it at? It is in the swamp. Okay. Um, you know, I will I'm gonna mm, I'm between that or or Northwestern and Duke. Duke's getting eighteen and a half. Yeah, six and a half at points. Duke. At Duke. You know what? I'm gonna go Tennessee Volunteers. I like it. Covering. I, I think it's a good pick. Yeah, I just don't know if Florida can score six. Florida has some problems. Oh, they were talking. <laughs> they were talking about recruiting this whole time, like oh, like sending some, uh, stats about DJ Lagway, their quarterback coming in, and they're like, oh, you know, we got this great recruiting class coming in. Lo and behold, I think it was today or yesterday, a recruit just decommitted. Oh man, <laughs> you love to see it. Uh all right, it's great. Now, for your final score prediction, your Miami Hurricanes, oh, Miami, taking on the Bethune Cookman Wildcats <laughs> at Hard Rock Stadium, primetime, Miami Nights, Thursday night on ACC Network. Where will you be when the Wildcats come marching in? Jimmy. It'll be, it'll be on ACC Network. That's great. Yep, yep. yep. All right, so I'll be able to watch this game. Yeah, it'll be a nice little Thursday night treat for us. Mm, you know, it's just it's, these ones are tough because it's like, who's going to play? Um, I, I see no no like over-unders on this game. Oh, no, you're and, not going to get a line here. Yeah, I don't blame them. Um, I'm going to say... Your Miami Hurricanes, 55. Not sure how you get to 55, but we figured it out. Yeah, there's always a way. Score Bethune Cook, Bethune Cookman, seven. Ugh. I think they get. I think they figure out a touchdown like garbage time. That okay. makes it that. 55-7 Canes. 55-7 Canes. I will take that. My final score prediction is Bethune Cookman, seven. Your Miami Hurricanes, 70. <laughs> what if you put seven? <laughs> I have the Canes losing. <laughs> and our season is, and hopes and dreams are crushed. We don't do this uh, podcast, and I kill myself. Um, okay. <laughs> well, that'll be good. So we play Thursday night, and then guess what? You've been talking about your Hawaii travel. Well, I'm flying to Paris on Friday. Paris? Did Paris? I pick? Did I pick a Friday trip to Paris because I knew Miami Hurricanes played that Thursday? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Don't tell the and wife. Then I'm going to be sleeping in your New York apartment. Oh, yeah. A lot going on. A lot going on there. But um, Wait, how are we recording this podcast? Yeah, we'll figure that out I think that that's a conversation offline. we need to have off air. We yeah. will figure that out off air. In the meantime, Jimmy, anything else you want to add? They were clapping. They were clapping in one of our snaps, and it was working with us. It was it was really affecting our play. So you know they do it. They should have caught it. Did you watch the replay of that? It oh was, yeah, it was, it was James it Williams was, clapping one of our own players, like telling him to get right. in position. Jim, that, that man. God, I'm so glad we beat him. I don't want to care about Texas A&M as a program, but I care about Jimbo Fisher. Excuses, winners, winners celebrate. Losers make excuses. Powerful. That's how we'll end the podcast. We've got some canes over here. Whoosh, whoosh. Black that kick. Black that kick.
Nick. Dun, 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 dun. They, you know, it was bad. They brought the ninth, or they brought the the final four basketball teams out right after a big special team. I this know. Happened. We were not feeling it, but good for the 1983 national championship team. We had just went up 21, 17 and a half. They were thrilled. I know. Everyone I, was happy to see them. I That's think, never a good time when they come. I think the veteran of the game was, he came out at a bad time too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Even I was like, gosh, I can't do this right now. <laughs> Tough. Yeah. <I> know. <laughs> Save it, buddy. <laughs> Just tough. God, you just got to time those things better. But the, every other thing went super well. The fine, which, you know, ball, where's the ball under Sebastian's hat? That went well. Yeah, it was a little glitchy. It was. It, new graphic. They definitely got a new designer this year. They didn't need to. No one cared about the, you know, how well the graphics looked on that thing. But they definitely spent some money on that this year. Oh, shoot. Are we still recording this? Yeah. Oh. All right. We got to sign off. All right. All right. See ya. Go Canes. <laughs> <laughs>